0: As a teenager in high school, I did that. It was so mortifying. I looked back and even then I was like, God, that's embarrassing. <laughs>
1: Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing great. Doing great. How
0: are you doing?
1: Oh, oh my God, you're asking me. I'm
0: asking, yeah. I sometimes forget.
1: I'm okay, I think. Q&As, like I always have to gear myself up for them. They're like, a, it takes a lot out of us. Yeah, but we, we love doing them. We do. The it's a
0: labor of love. Yes. Truly.
1: truly. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> shall, <laughs> shall we get answering our lovely Shandy's cues? Let's say the cues. All right. All right. This first question is from Roni. Like love Rice. That name. Huh? Uh,
0: like of the Rice-a family?
1: <laughs> that was funny. Thank you. <laughs> a little like... Uh, it's hacky. A little hacky for you, but yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Dear Shandy, I'm so excited to finally have a question I can ask you guys. First, let me say how much I have thoroughly enjoyed watching your show, but even more so how much I have enjoyed seeing your relationship via Dear Shandy. Thank you, Roni. Thank you. As someone who grew up surrounded exclusively by dysfunctional romantic relationships, I spent nearly my entire life being extremely jaded about relationships and believing a deep, supportive, loving partnership was just the stuff of fantasies. Seeing you guys and hearing your story has given me Renewed hope that it is possible to find a person who will wholly love, appreciate, and support you, and vice versa. Ah. And for that, I want to give you guys a very enthusiastic and heartfelt thank you. Roni, thank you. That's sweet. How beautiful. Now, for my story/slash question. I, 32 female, met this man, 34 male, on Hinge about a month and a half ago. We both live in New England, just under an hour apart. When we were planning our first date, I had told him I would be leaving town to go to New York City, born and bred Manhattan Jew here, hearing Andy's anecdotes always makes me feel at home, (laughs) to visit my family for a few weeks, as my grandparents aren't doing well. We went on a lovely first date, after which he expressed enthusiasm for seeing me again upon my return to Massachusetts while I was in New York we texted daily long involved texts learning about each other talking about some deep stuff some silly stuff etc He was extremely kind and supportive throughout this time. I returned to Massachusetts and we went on a second date roughly a month after our first date. This second date was honestly phenomenal. It lasted eight to nine hours and we connected more than I've connected with anyone else previously. And I saw real future potential in him and us, which is uncommon for me. We texted a bit after that date and set up a third date. And then I noticed the texting starting to dwindle. Until this morning, when I received a novel length text from him apologizing profusely for the dwindling texting and explaining what he was feeling both towards me and in general, that he felt our connection was extremely strong and he likes me a lot, but that in the time we'd been talking, he'd been seeing someone else as well. I assumed this, we weren't by any means exclusive, and he felt his feelings intensifying for that other girl and he wanted to pursue her. Ugh, that hurts. He was extremely kind, honest, and thorough in his explanation, and I am really very sad that this didn't work out for us. He said the same. My question is this, is it ever okay to put it out there to someone that, should they be single in the future, you're welcome to reach out, and if we're both single, maybe we could go on another date? Is this leaving the door open or inviting them to make you a second choice? Is there ever a good reason to do this? Or is this move always a bad idea across the board, even in a situation like this where it seems like timing just wasn't my friend would love to hear your thoughts and analogies thank you so much Roni
0: I actually have an analogy
1: oh okay yeah
0: so no it's never a good idea to do this it's not the worst idea oh but I would compare it to when you're walking with somebody in the street and they like trip over the sidewalk okay and you say oh watch your step
1: I actually, that annoys me.
0: I mean, no one no one is not annoyed by that. Really? So no I'm one. normal
1: and being annoyed by Everyone that? Everyone
0: is annoyed by that because you already tripped. What are they? How are they helping you? Yeah. You can make a case that maybe they planted a seed in your head that in the future, I'll hear that voice again and watch mm, my step. It's more
1: likely that you tripping is what will right. cause you to watch your step. It's
0: not going to help. And it it might possibly hurt your, your relationship with this person.
1: Oh, wait. Oh, wow. Okay. So- Okay, I saw this a little differently in that I was like... I wasn't in support of her saying it just because I think it almost goes without saying. Like, they had this really amicable ending where he was like, look, I just, I really feel more strongly about someone else. And she's like, oh, that's a shame.
0: It goes without saying just like it goes without saying you should watch your step if you trip in the street. (laughs) That's my point.
1: I guess I just didn't really see it causing damage. But now that you mention it, I suppose her going out of her way to send another text being like if we're ever both single at the same time in the future it's it shows a little too much
0: groveling
1: i don't want to say groveling cuz it's not even that because i get the sense that she's right about this you know they had an 8 or 9 hour date it was magical like she really felt something special with him and i can see how that would be hard to let go so you almost want to give it an extra bit of like oomph. like you want to give that final text a little more gravity So it doesn't feel like the door is shut entirely. But I I think ultimately it does go without saying. The door
0: is the way it There's no is. You're not affecting that door at all. The only thing she might do Mm -hmm. is close the door a little bit by saying, let's keep the door open. Seeming a
1: little too eager. Too
0: eager and too easy.
1: Yeah. Make
0: it hard. He's made it hard for you. He's basically ended this potential relationship. Yeah, you're right. Why are you making it easy for him? Just Mm -hmm. accept it. And just say like, all right, well, it was nice knowing you. Yeah. And that's it. And if he's going to come back, he certainly is going to come back without you saying, oh, the door is still open. Like, like someday in the future, be like, you know, she did say the door was still open. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And because she said that, I'm willing yeah. to reach back out. No, you're right. Because it did end well. It would be different if she had gotten angry or something at the end. And then she felt the need to, to change that vibe, the ending yeah. vibe. But you're right. It ended well. They both know they got along. If it doesn't work out with the other girl, I honestly think he would reach back out to her.
0: Absolutely. No words are going to change his feeling someday yeah. when he decides to reach out to her again. Except maybe... That she said, you should reach out to me sometime in the future. And then I'll be like, eh.
1: Okay, so that's interesting. So you're from a male perspective with this. If a girl did that to you, you would instantly put her one tick more towards easy.
0: You know what I would think? What I would think is the door is perpetually open to her. I never have to worry about it. Uh, Anytime I want to come back, that door is open.
1: uh, That's not a good, no, that's bad.
0: That's what I'm saying. See, that's
1: the thing. I feel like she talked about, you know the line between the door being open and inviting them to make you second choice. I think her saying something is more likely to lean into second choice territory versus the door being open. The yeah. door is open, just just by Every, them both backing everyone away. Everyone knows up.
0: the door is open. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe they'll come back and the door will be closed. The wind shut it closed. Yeah. You know, you don't know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. but everyone knows the door is theoretically open. Yeah, the only thing. That can happen from her saying that yeah. the door is open is a negative.
1: Uh huh. Okay. It's
0: possibly a wash. It's possibly nothing. It's very <laughs> possibly he won't remember she said that. He won't care. Yeah. He won't even register it. But it's possible that it will be damaging to her future potential with him.
1: At first, I was like, "How could it do damage?" But you're right. I think it could just it could just color his perception yes. of her just by one just the, shade, and it's not worth it. It's
0: not that it can do damage. The only thing it can do is damage mm. so i would not do it
1: <laughs> okay all right roni good luck i'm sorry that happened that that blows that's
0: like the, yeah, the idea it sucks. That, yeah. the, that the heart of this is that this sucks yeah. and we feel bad for you and this no one likes this happening dating but is,
1: oof, dating is rough out there right now man it's rough okay so actually this next question is almost like a variation on that theme and mm. I, I put them together purposely okay And it is from, am I being too forgiving? Mm. Dear Shandy, I have really enjoyed listening to your solid advice, especially when it is critical. You guys always remain kind but honest, so I value your opinion. Thank you, um, forgiving. (laughs) Hoping you'll read this because I could really use a reality check. So in March, I met a guy on the apps and we talked and met a few times. He was very upfront that he wasn't looking for a girlfriend, but wanted to see how things went because he is in med school and studying all the time or doing rotations. With this conversation, I said I was looking for a relationship, but didn't mind getting to know him as long as he wasn't a definite no. I've had a lot of guys say this, and it seems like they assume when I say I'm looking for a relationship, I mean with them. That has hardly ever been the case, but I believe in dating intentionally. I I agree with that. Sure. After hanging out like five times, he ghosted me. We hadn't been physical at this time or anything, so it's not a situation where he got laid and ditched. Honestly, I wasn't too hurt because it was very casual, more like friendship, and I knew he was going through some severe depression. A month later, he reached back out and wanted to explain why he ghosted, so we met for coffee. Probably shouldn't have even responded, but it was nice. I was only expecting to catch up and go our separate ways on good terms, but he started talking about trying things again. I was super thrown off and admittedly probably acted nervous and weird about it, but agreed. The next week he had basically no communication and a few days later sent me a text saying, quote, I've enjoyed our time together, but I've reconnected with someone and will be pursuing this. I appreciate getting to know you and wish you the best, unquote. At this point, I'm kind of pissed because it seems like he was reaching out to all his past dates to see which one he liked the most. But at the same time, I completely understand being a better fit with someone else. I didn't see any constructive way to respond. So I just ignored the message. Now, five to six months later, he sends me a text that says, well, I'm single again and know that I'm looking for a relationship. (laughs) Like an idiot, I responded. And he is again wanting to meet to explain his actions. Would it be stupid to do this? Am I settling for being a backup option? I'm torn because at the time we hardly knew each other. So of course, if there was someone he had more background with, it made sense to explore that. But also, I want someone who is excited about me. And what if he's reaching out to everyone with the same message? Is he only reaching out because it's easy? I could understand if we had been physical and he just wanted to quickly have sex with someone, but that wasn't at all part of it. There was kissing, which was amazing, but reaching out after five months based on a kiss seems weird. If you want to know why I'm even considering it, truthfully, he's nice and smart and attractive. Also, I kind of respected that he told me he wanted to pursue something else. It was a dick move, but it was honest. Plus, I've been on a lot of dates this year, and he's the only person I even wanted to see a second time. Maybe it's dating fatigue. Hoping to get your opinion, I'm guessing the answer will be to block and move on, but would appreciate your nuanced view. Thank you all the best. Am I being too forgiving?
0: all right well first of all this guy's a clown
1: oh okay
0: and i think he is a perfect example of how online dating has allowed clowns Mm, to have access to a lot of dates
1: to ghost after five dates
0: and what what kind of what the guy has no game like he's sending out he's probably she's right i think he's probably sending that text to a few people he's basically sending out a mass email (laughs) saying hey i'm uh, markets open anybody interested Yeah, it was almost like
1: he oh, that's so interesting. It's almost like he doesn't want to start over, all over again now that he's single again. So he wants to pick back up with, you know, these semi-started ones. It's it's like he, you know, like half a half finished book. He's like, I don't want to start a book from the beginning. I'll go back to that, that one I started already. Exactly.
0: And how unromantic is that? Why couldn't he just send her a specific message referencing something that they shared together Mm. or a joke or something a little sexier than hey I'm free, you, you wanna you want can I put it in you <laughs> like what is that?
1: Uh, I don't like it. you can see why I put it right after the other one because this is someone who did say he wasn't he was pursuing something with someone else and now he actually has come back. I think the difference is this guy's way. Scared easier than the other one i think so yeah like i think this guy's more of a player than the other one i think that roni was there was like real connection there and this guy i feel like he's just playing the field but i don't think
0: he deserves to be a player it's an this insult guy. to players <laughs> what is that how is that game yeah look this is the way i'll answer this question and this may be offensive but if she's hard up I would say give it a shot. Mm-hmm. If she has some options, I would say block. Mm-hmm. And that's just that's just reality. I don't know what I don't know how to say that in a in a soft way.
1: No, I think that that's honest and we know that she appreciates honesty. <laughs> I feel her when she says, "You know, it's the only person I've been interested in seeing a second time and she's torn between that and the fact that she wants someone to be excited about her from the onset." Like and she's being really reasonable about yeah. this. If I were you forgiving, I would not respond to the latest text and Mm. see if he follows up, see how persistent he is. That's
0: a nice middle ground.
1: Yeah. It's sort of like a test. It's like you have to prove to me with at least one more message that's really specific and not just like, hey, like copy paste. I'm I'm back on the market. Any takers? Yeah, agreed. There is nothing bespoke about him reaching back out after half a year.
0: He's saying it loud and clear, and I think that this is the only option—the only option. Whether your objective is to get to where you said, or your objective is to get to where I said, which mm-hmm. is just forget about this guy. Either way, she should not respond.
1: You know, it also bothers me. Like, I get being upfront and like managing expectations, but when it starts off from a place of like, I'm not, I'm not looking for a relation, I'm not doing this. Like, it just right off the bat, the vibe of this guy felt.
0: Market. He's a trader at the market.
1: Yes. It's like
0: a fishmonger. (laughs) It's like I got fresh cod today. I got fresh cod. anybody wants this?
1: No more cod today, but today I've halibut. I got a great
0: Arctic char. (laughs) (laughs) Try the halibut. The halibut's very fresh.
1: Yeah, uh, it's not the right. I just don't think that that's the way to get started.
0: No. The way to get started is with nuanced romance yeah. and like specificity and humor
1: Yeah, bond and, and, over, and
0: deep thoughts. Yeah, bond over your bullshit. thoughts
1: on, on Halibut, not on how far along you can see this going before you even talk about stupid shit that doesn't matter. Like, I actually think the stupid shit that doesn't matter matters more than the stuff that matters in the beginning
0: a hundred percent what agree. i'm
1: looking for how how much time do i have to date how serious are you blah, yeah, blah, blah.
0: yeah. I, I would i would say that a good text or a way better text mm-hmm. would have been like hey i'm in your neighborhood you want to get some halibut <laughs>
1: yeah. it's sad how much better that oh, would have been that
0: actually is a very solid this, reconnecting text
1: this reminds <laughs> me of <laughs>
0: it's confusing too they're like wait a minute i want to get to the bottom of this
1: how is the halibut prepared yeah this actually reminds me a bit like the the idea of talking about halibut i don't know why halibut is halibut's the talking. funniest fish i don't know why the it's name the funniest halibut.
0: standard garden variety fish yeah
1: it's the, the name. funniest name
0: every joke every time i make a joke about fish it's halibut or cod
1: what about fluke
0: no but fluke is an actual word skate an actual word
1: <laughs> okay. but not arctic char
0: No, but Arctic Char is too much word.
1: It sounds too fancy.
0: Halibut, that lands. (laughs) Cod lands.
1: Okay. This actually does remind me a bit of The Bachelor. I remember in that experience, and, you know, when you watch it now too, it's like, I just want to see people, or I want to be talking about stupid things like i want to walk around and be like oh i hate slow walkers you know what i mean just something that's in your everyday just yes
0: that's why on these dating shows i hate all this stuff with like who wants to see where they're like i find our connection so strong yeah you know and i really can see a life with you and i really am so happy that i met you like no that's baseline. Yeah, or, we know that. Or
1: I'm looking for a serious relationship. This is something I really want. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. It's like, yeah. I just don't feel like I can like see that.
0: starting a family. Yeah. You're like, This is oh, all God, like I enough know. already. <laughs> Show me why. Why is it mm-hmm. that you feel that way in specific dumb ways? Yeah. The stupidest thing you can think of. Yeah. Why is it?
1: Yeah. Talk about halibut.
0: Exactly.
1: The title of the emails. is, should I block this guy?
0: No, you don't have to block him. Just don't respond to it. Yeah. That's Charlene's right. I think, Don't respond.
1: I think he can continue to audition for you. Yeah. And yeah. if he chooses not to, then that is all the information you need.
0: That's exactly right. Yeah. You win either way. Either he doesn't respond to you and you have your answer, or maybe you get a halibut text.
1: <laughs> Hopefully. That's ideal. At least something more customized to her yes. and what they share. Yes. Okay. Good luck. Forgiving.
0: Don't be too. Hmm. You know what I dreamt about last night, Charlene? What? I dreamt about my loamy.
1: <laughs> Your loamy? It's our loamy.
0: It's kind of my loamy. <laughs> I literally had a dream. And it wasn't one of those dreams where it's like, you know, it just comes and goes. Yeah. I had a long dream Yeah. about the loamy going to work on the food waste. What it would look like <laughs> when I opened the top. That's how much I love my loamy.
1: Yeah. Okay, I mean, considering you're dreaming about it, I guess I can let you say your Lomi, even though it is also technically my Lomi.
0: When you are the one that starts the Lomi... Yeah. That tends to the Lomi. Yeah. You can say it's your you, Lomi. I'm the
1: one that cleans the Lomi, but you are the one that tends to the Lomi. Mm. So, in case you're new around here, the Lomi is an incredible countertop electric composter that takes your food scraps, your food waste, and with the press of a button, turns it into nutrient rich soil that you can put in your plants and give back to the earth. I mean, how good does that feel?
0: I have never in my adult life bought a product that makes me feel better. About what I'm doing for the earth while at the same time being super cool and fun.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. It's name something else like that. No, I mean you really are so excited about this device. I haven't seen you this excited in years.
0: Every time when I was cooking last night, I was excited about taking that part of the pepper you don't eat, you know, the one with the stem. Mm -hmm. And I was excited. I was like thinking, ooh, I'm going to get to throw this in the loamy. Yeah. Every time I have food scraps, I'm excited to put it in the loamy. Yeah. Whereas before I'd be like, oh, gross. I had to put this in the garbage. It's going to start stinking. Mice might come.
1: Yeah. And you also feel bad about what you don't eat. Like we're talking about scraps, but also, you know, whatever you didn't finish eating, maybe. Maybe it was perfectly good food, but it went a little bad. You didn't eat it in time. It feels so good to turn that into something useful, like soil, instead of it becoming methane over time, sitting in a garbage bin The summer. most
0: dangerous greenhouse gas.
1: Yes, that's and, truly the alternative, is it becomes a harmful greenhouse gas.
0: And you know what, when I finish my plate, when I clean my plate after a meal, mm-hmm. I'm sad that I have nothing left for Loamy. Yeah. I feel like I'm depriving it.
1: <laughs> and also, what a tremendous holiday gift for the right person. If you know someone who's environmentally conscious, or who does a lot of cooking, who does a lot of gardening, any of the above. So if you want to start making a positive environmental impact or just make post-dinner cleanup easier, Lomi is for you. Head
0: to Lomi.com slash Shandy and use promo code Shandy to get $50 off your Lomi.
1: That's $50 off when you head to Lomi.com, L-O-M-I.com slash Shandy and enter promo code Shandy at checkout.
0: Food waste is gross. Lomi is your solution.
1: With the holidays just around the corner, Lomi will make the perfect gift for someone on your shopping list. Well, Andy, we are back home, home, sweet home.
0: And we are swaddled at night in our cozy earth sheets.
1: And you know what? I was actually just thinking about it last night. I was thinking about how soft and warm, because actually it's gotten quite cold in New York, certainly since we were last here, but it's gotten quite cold and the heat hasn't fully kicked on in the building yet. And I woke up in the middle of the night to pee because I always wake up in the middle of the night to pee. And I was like, oh, and I got back under the sheets and I was like, oh, Oh, so nice, so warm, so soft, yet not sweaty.
0: Not one drop.
1: That's difficult to find. Something that keeps you warm is super soft, but not like, ugh, like air me out.
0: And take a look at these lounge pants. Oh, yeah. I have worn these for every single recording we've done mm-hmm. this whole year. Yes. And look at them. They're find still- an imperfection. Oh
1: blackest black. They haven't faded. They haven't pilled. There's no loose threads. It's actually unbelievable. Their, their quality is through the roof.
0: It's almost concerning. Like I'm worried <laughs> that something's in here that's it's like mad black magic. <laughs>
1: Well, you should know by now that Cozy Earth products are made with viscose from bamboo, making them more sustainable than your traditional cotton sheets and products. Mm. And their sheets also have a 100-night sleep trial. So you could sleep on those sheets for 100 nights, decide they're not for you, and still send them back. That is confidence, if I've and ever heard you're it.
0: also kind of a dick if you do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we can never leave out that they are Oprah's favorite sheets. They've been on her favorite things list for five years. I mean, enough said.
0: You know what? This pant is so good, and those sheets are so comfortable that I have been sold on Oprah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like inception level quality.
1: Yeah. Salesmanship.
0: Yeah. I'm now going to start looking at what Oprah tells me to buy.
1: So we have a very special holiday offer for our Shandy. Save 40% on Cozy Earth right now. But hurry, this holiday offer ends soon.
0: Go to CozyEarth.com slash Shandy and be sure to enter code Shandy at checkout to save 40%.
1: That's CozyEarth.com slash Shandy. S-H-A-N-D-Y. CozyEarth.com slash Shandy. All right. This next question is from M as in the letter. Hi, Shandy. I am a relatively new listener to your podcast, but I have already binge-listened to all of your Q and A episodes oh, as nice. they are my absolute favorite. Thank you. We like
0: that kind of shandy.
1: Your responses are equally entertaining as they are thought-provoking and have even been the subject of some of my journaling prompts. LOL. Ooh, Ooh. isn't that funny to think that we've weaselled our way into people's journals? It's <laughs> <That's> weird. <laughs> I am hoping to get your thoughts on a topic in my relationship that has been nagging at me for some time now, and all of my friends and family more or less share the same backgrounds and biases as me, so I'd appreciate an external view on the matter. I am 25, and my boyfriend is just a few months younger, and we have been together for a year and a half. We met when I moved to the tri-state area, where he is from, while I was in a temp position at my company. I have since moved a few states away from my new role, so we have been long distance for the past year. The relationship itself checks all my boxes for what I want in a long-term partner. We are both extremely passionate for one another. We have great communication and trust despite the long distance and our life goals and where we see ourselves in the future align. Are you waiting for a bud, Ed?
0: I mean, I assume there's a bud.
1: So here's my internal dilemma. He still lives with his mother. Mm -hmm. I should preface that this is not due to financials or his mother needing him in the house for any extenuating circumstances. He is also a first-generation American from a culture where you live with your parents until you're married. And his brother, who is an extremely accomplished academic, did not move out until he was 26, and this was only because he took a new job across the country. A few months ago, my boyfriend started a new well-paying job in Manhattan where he has to drive to take a train, to take another train, the whole commute takes over two and a half hours Mm. and then often spends the night on a friend's couch. He has complained about this commute a few times and has brought up on his own that he is interested in looking at apartments, but it seems there is always a reason as to why he isn't actively looking. When I was single, my ideal partner would have definitely been moved out of their parents' house, and this was something that would normally be a deal breaker for me. But when we first met, we were only a year out of undergrad, and COVID was still very much prevalent. His place of work was only 20 minutes away from his family home, and he was set on living there for a while to save up for a down payment on a home of his own. This didn't happen, and he never made active steps into house hunting or making clear savings goals to save up by a certain time, and it seems he has since abandoned the idea. With this new role in the city, he first discussed moving to Manhattan, but decided he didn't want to pay that much. Fair. He then discussed some surrounding areas where he would be interested in renting. So with house hunting being a passion of mine, <laughs> we have this in common, M. I I love looking at listings. <laughs> I took to Zillow and Street Easy and sent him numerous listings within his criteria and offered to fly out to go with him on tours. After some nagging on my end about touring, his response was that he's going to hold off on looking until the winter when rent will be cheaper my issue here is that I don't believe him after about a year of saying he's going to save up for a house or saying he's going to find an apartment somewhere I worry the longer he puts off living on his own the more we will be in different places in our lives I have lived on my own for three years now and he never has outside of college which doesn't really count in a year I will have the opportunity to move back to where he lives and we've discussed moving in together but I do not want to live with a man who has only ever lived with his mother I also worry that his reasons feel more like excuses to me and that this is a sign of a lack of willingness to take initiative in his own life. Not to mention when I come to visit him, which is every other month, we need to stay in a hotel that one of us has to pay for, which due to money shortens the already precious time we can see each other. I have brought some of these concerns up in passing, but is it worth having a sit down talk over yet? Should I just wait until the end of the winter to bring it up? Is moving out of your parents as important as I'm making it out to be? And am I being shallow on this issue? And how do I address that this is bothering me without coming across as harsh or judgmental, even though I am being kind of judgy, lol. (laughs) Thank you for your time and consideration, M.
0: Mm, it's a good one.
1: And I think relatable. Yeah, definitely. Especially with, you know, the tail end of the pandemic. You know, she didn't see an issue with it at first.
0: Yeah. First of all, I think especially now... And culturally in America, I think there's nothing really wrong about living with your parents at 25. Mm. I think there are a lot of people in this country over 30 living with their parents. Yeah, I think it can
1: get a lot weirder down the road.
0: So, But
1: 25 is not that age in my eyes. No, this is
0: not like a deal breaker situation. Yeah. The question becomes not whether it's good or not to be living with your parents at 25 or whether that works for their relationship. The question is, why is he avoiding the real answer to the question? Mm. Is it that he has really tight bonds with his family? Is it that he's kind of broke or he has real financial it doesn't issues? Sound like, doesn't sound like it. Yeah. I don't know what his job is. I'm assuming it's a decent job. He said commuting. high paying. If he's commuting two and a half hours for a job and it's high paying, I assume this is a pretty financially good job. Yeah. Is it that he doesn't want to leave for convenience? Does he like living with his mother? That's an issue.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I actually am getting a bit of that. Like the idea is nice. Like, oh, I don't want to sleep on the sofa. I don't want to commute that far. It's like, yeah, I want my own place. But I do imagine living with your mother. Is he doing all his own laundry? Maybe the guy hates doing laundry. Maybe he's not washing his own dishes. I don't know. We don't know the ins and outs of how much work he's doing around the house living with his mother, but I agree. It's not so much his age and the fact that he lives with his mother like that,
0: you know, especially if it's
1: culturally the norm for them, but more so him saying he wants to do something or he intends to do something and then almost like losing interest in it out of, I don't know, laziness. Like it it just doesn't.
0: he's, He's not being clear with her. He's yeah. not being fully open. That's the problem here. Yeah. Let's forget about the logistics and the the, the facts. Okay. He is not telling her the truth. He's being evasive. Mm. And in a relationship there has to be a really open line of communication if it's going to work long term. And I think that she is totally in the right to have a sit down with him about this. Mm. I don't think this works for her. I think it turns her off. I think it concerns her, it creates stress. I don't think this is a viable solution for their relationship, for him to just be in this like middle ground. Trust me, he's not going to get an apartment in the winter. And since <laughs> when do <laughs> apartments get so much cheaper in the winter? I didn't realize real estate was all about seasons.
1: <laughs> Who is this guy? I mean, it might be marginally like cheaper. $5 yeah, cheaper? Yeah, it's not going to make a big difference. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Maybe
0: heating, like gas and electric. I think it,
1: it more so makes a difference if you have land and, and you're buying or selling because yeah. of, like, photographs, if you can, like, see the land. Let's face
0: it, this is a bullshit excuse. <laughs> okay. right?
1: I'm trying to find a way to make his like, excuse work. You it wait, to, you like wait for excuse. winter
0: to go skiing.
1: I feel like this, we're starting to see the cracks in, you know, the different personality types that maybe just haven't come to a head yet. You know, she said they've been together a year and a half and they've been long distance for a year of that. And when they got together, he was living with his mother, blah, 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 you know, pandemic, you know, it makes it made all the sense in the world. They were fresh out of college, all this stuff. You know, there are a lot of people that would be totally fine with him kind of like, oh, yeah, I want to do this. Oh, no, I've changed my mind. Oh, I want to do this. Oh, I'll wait till the winter. You know, that is not uncommon, especially in a 25 year old. But meanwhile, M actually strikes me as a little type a you know she's yeah. like she observed that he had intended to save to buy a place but he actually didn't have a savings plan in mind he didn't have like a budget you know like you know what i mean like she's a lot more structured and he said you know he probably mentioned in passing that he was interested in buying a place and suddenly she's on zillow and street easy you know finding listings she's willing to fly and go on tours with him i wonder if he's just a little more like la 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 and she's You know, this is something that will come to a head at some point.
0: It might as well come to a head now, Mm. I think. Because there may be a good reason. Maybe his mother is really giving him a hard time about leaving. She's like, I really want you to stay. And it's giving him conflict. I'm not saying that's a good long-term reason. I'm saying it might be giving him conflict because he's trying to figure out how to deal with her before he tells his girlfriend. I'm just saying there's a multitude of reasons. None of them shouldn't be... Conveyed to his girlfriend mm-hmm. truthfully. Mm-hmm. That's the issue. Just yeah. tell her the truth. And if she can't get the truth, which she has and I don't believe any all the stuff he's saying feels evasive to me. Yeah. This is a deal breaker for her. Yeah. She has to admit that to herself.
1: What I find interesting is how much she's telling us in this email that it doesn't feel like she's expressed to him. Like she says that we've, you know, we've talked about it here and there. I really think that th- he's just a little like wishy-washy and maybe a little. I don't want to say lazy because lazy isn't necessarily fair, but there are a lot of people like this or people who are change averse, who, who it's a it's a big deal to get an apartment. You know, it's a bigger deal for some people to get an apartment than it is for other people.
0: I got to say, though, and 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 maybe this is old fashioned, but as a man, I think part of becoming a man is when you have the financial means to live on your own. Mm. You should want to do that. That should be something you really desire to do. I remember. Look, I love my mother. But when it came time, when I got my first job and I had some money, I was like, I want to live on my own like yesterday.
1: And she did not make it easy. She wasn't
0: happy about it. But I don't think any mother is super psyched about their child leaving the nest. Isn't
1: that funny? They're like not happy about you leaving the nest. But then I feel like if you stay a little too long, suddenly it's not cool either. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Child relationships are it's hilarious. Tough.
0: Yeah, that's a whole. Let's not get into that.
1: That's <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. It's so weird to think about. It's like, oh, don't leave, don't leave. But suddenly, if you're still living there at 30, it's like, get out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Human parents, <laughs> animal parents is very simple.
1: Well, yeah, it's actually a lot more like. Yeah, cult. they
0: want them out. They're Re- like, get out.
1: Remember when we saw that Seawolves documentary yeah. and the eagle. otters?
0: Oh, e- otters. What were you gonna say? The eagle too. Oh, the eagle. It was rough. But the
1: otters. She was. You know, she spent a year or something with, Ro- was it Rocky? Her, Rocky. Her baby otter. Yeah. And oh, then it man, was like, overnight, you're old enough. You can hunt for yourself. You're done. Bye. See ya. After forever of just like huddling each other and doing everything. They together. don't, there's
0: no sentimentality. It's just, they know when it's time. It's like one day the sun rises and they're like, get off my stomach. <laughs> get off my stomach. Yeah. I want to have a, a child-free stomach when I float on my back and do cute stuff with mollusks.
1: It wouldn't be a Q&A if we didn't bring some sort of cute animal into the yeah. mix. Okay. I think, Em, you should honestly tell your boyfriend everything you said in this email because the biggest risk of all here, and this, bec- this would become an actual fracture in the relationship, is if she loses respect for him. If she loses respect respect for his word she no longer takes him seriously you can already sense it in the email but
0: that's why this has to come to a head soon yes. like this should not wait till the winner yeah you to see if real estate prices come down
1: yeah you don't ever want to no longer take the word of your partner seriously where you're like ah, oh, they're just going through some phase i feel like that's a very dicey territory yeah. to this enter. this
0: is a perfect example of like where something that seems like a microcosm of mm-hmm. a relationship actually is the macrocosm yeah you know, where this it's not about living with his parents. Yeah. It's not about moving into his own place. It's not about how old he is to be living with his parents. Yeah. It's about the communication yeah. between the two of them. Totally agree. And maybe the truth is that he actually does want to wait till winter. And <laughs> in the winter he will be buying a substantially cheaper apartment. Can
1: you imagine if he ends up getting some great deal in winter? It's like the ultimate I told you so on everybody. To us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Em, good luck. I kind of feel like she needs a bit of luck. She needs one. a bit of luck, yeah. yeah. Getting to the bottom of things. Yeah, we'd
0: I'm like an update on this one.
1: Getting the truth.
0: You can't handle the truth.
1: <laughs> All right, this next question is from Anonymous. Dear Shandy, a few weeks ago, I was listening to your fruit fly analogy and laughing out loud in my car. I realized the only time I really laugh anymore is when listening to your podcast.
0: Oh. Uh-
1: Anonymous. Oh, i don't know how i feel that's about that's so
0: nice and sad yeah
1: <laughs> I feel, i'm like touched but i also want her to have more laughter in her life
0: maybe we're just that funny
1: are we oh, i don't no. know an honest thank you I, I hope that you surround yourself with people who make you laugh more we Shandys love you and are so grateful for all those moments of laughter you give us thank you for all that you do thank you Oh,
0: that's very sweet Thank you.
1: I have a friendship question that I don't believe has been asked of you yet. It's regarding a text accidentally sent to the wrong person. Oh, Ooh. God. Already- I just
0: updated the iOS to the new system. You get you can get, bring a text back.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. Oh, I already have like uh, heebie-jeebies. It happens to all of us, right? Often the mishaps are benign, but in my case, it's been devastating. I've had only one close friend for about 30 years. We are both in our 50s. She's been like a sister to me, but I'll admit we both avoid conflict like the plague. I haven't always been happy in that friendship. I often felt hurt or taken advantage of. As the years went on and my life became more complicated, divorce, etc., I learned she wasn't a safe space. My feelings were often invalidated or ignored. While the friendship was often one-sided, it wasn't all horrible, yet I often felt frustrated by the lack of support. About a year ago, I was venting about said friend to my adult daughter via Uh text Uh after feeling especially dismissed. Mm. Now, I'm not one to use the F-bomb often, but as luck would have it, this particular text was filled with comments such as, I'm so fucking sick of blank. Needless to say, it was bad. Well, you know what comes next. I sent the message to the friend instead of my daughter it took me 20 god. minutes to realize what I'd done and I'll wow. never forget the pit Ooh. I felt in my stomach <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ooh. Ooh. oh god I feel this you know what that feels like that feels like when you hit your kneecap on something oh. not even hard you just hit a little bit yeah. and it's that pain where you're like here it comes
1: oh it's gonna get worse it's about it's to come in a wave yeah oh oh dear oh anonymous I'm oh, sorry it's so brutal ugh I immediately texted apologizing profusely. No, you don't text
0: to apologize. You know what you text? You text a joke afterwards.
1: <laughs> okay, I want to get to the end before we tell our own personal anecdotes on this. Okay, I mean, I don't want to slow your roll. If you want to tell it now, tell it now.
0: I might as well get this over with. Okay. But it's, it, I'm going to be very vague here. Okay. But I did once do this, and I recognized it immediately mm-hmm. after my organs settled. <laughs> I went harder in the next text. <laughs> I was basically like, you fucking pile of shit. Should, I should never have been friends with you in the first place. Go fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> oh okay, I this feels like something men can get away with more so than women.
0: Well it's 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 the only thing you can do. Because if you apologize, you You're should call man. the person. You should be like, okay, we both know what happened here. Yeah. I I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. Like I but you did piss me off. Let's talk about it. Or you take the cowardly way out, which is what I did, which worked. It worked. It worked.
1: Okay. wait. So you followed up with an even meaner text.
0: Like so over the top. I just sent like seven more texts. Like, (laughs) oh, by the way, I hope you rot in hell. (laughs) Like you're the worst friend I've ever had. You know, I just made it over the top. So then maybe they were scratching their head like this is an odd set of texts to get in the middle of the afternoon. (laughs) But it adds up. And they bought it. At least I think they did.
1: What percentage are you sure that they did?
0: Somewhere between 65 and 80.
1: Hmm, 65 isn't great, but 80 is pretty good. Better than zero. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I got
0: some ha-ha-has.
1: Oh. Ha-ha-has
0: are pretty positive.
1: Do you get like laughing emojis? I got
0: some ha-ha-has, yeah. Uh. But I got the kind of ha-ha's where it was kind of like (laughs) ha-ha-ha-ha. I read between the has
1: Okay, I'll wait to the end before I chime in with my uh, stories on this. Because I actually, she said it happens to everyone. I actually do think this happens to everybody. Okay, so she immediately texted apologizing profusely. Yes, normal people would have apologized in person, but we have never handled conflict that way. My texts went ignored. Later that day, I crafted and sent a sincere apology via email. I shared that I understood what I did was unforgivable, but that she is family and I love her. There was no response. In fact, I never heard a word. And a few days later, she unfriended me on social media. Basically, she has completely ghosted me. I should add that we work together in a large corporation. And thankfully, our paths rarely cross. A few months ago, however, we did run right into each other. And I said a friendly hello as we passed. She smiled but replied with a very flat hello. Hello. Uh There have been some work projects that she has iced me out of, which is hurtful, but those situations would mean we'd work together so I understand. Long story short, one year later, I still feel a lot of shame about my mistake. I understand what I did was horrible, but is it wrong of me... It's
0: not horrible. She did nothing horrible. She screwed up. Everyone does this. Everyone talks shit about people. You know what it's like? What this is like is like if someone somehow had like a hidden camera on a couple while uh-huh. they were talking in bed you could take out all sorts of stuff and make them look like terrible people mm. every couple yeah but well, it's not their fault you assume that when you're talking in confidence with someone in private that the whole world not going to know about it yeah it's the it's not this it is not a terrible mm. thing she did it's not a, what it is is a sloppy thing it's sloppy it's not terrible
1: yeah So she she thinks what she did was horrible, but is it wrong of me to feel hurt that she couldn't forgive? To be ghosted is a horrible feeling. It's sad a 30-year friendship ended this way, but I also know I'd be devastated had I been on the receiving end of that text. What's compounded my sadness is that I literally have no other friends, no partner. I feel very alone. Mm. Ah. I look forward to hearing your thoughts and thank you again for all you do for your shandies sincerely anonymous okay so this has happened twice to me not as extreme it wasn't like i'm so fucking sick of so and so but one time i was venting this is back when i was in my college days i was venting about someone's like they were like what's the word i'm looking for incompetent (laughs)
0: that's a good word
1: and i vented to them Her name wasn't in it, though. It was kind of like it could definitely be applied to this person based on the context. But I just I was like, oh, sorry, I meant to send that to someone else. I never really addressed it. But the difference was it was more of like a colleague situation. It wasn't a close friend. So. She didn't hold me to it. She didn't demand some explanation. It was more nebulous. Like, this is no, a lot more direct. It. Yeah, yeah. just avoid it. And then the other example I have was in my late 20s. And I was venting about one set of girlfriends to another much closer friend of mine. And I accidentally sent it to you would think I would have learned this should only happen once in someone's life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, text It's scary how easy it is to send a text. It's good to know that you can undo it now.
0: You can undo it. Yeah, it's great.
1: But the reason why I think this one's more applicable to Anonymous's situation is that A, it was more direct. It was clearly about the person who I was sending the text to. So there was no like pretending that it wasn't about them. And B, in the text, I expressed feeling shitty about myself, about feeling hurt, about not feeling like I was being treated like a friend. No. And interestingly... The friend took it much like Anonymous's friend did, which Mm. is to say she was like, how dare you talk about me? Um, Like there was no sense of like, I upset you. I hurt you. Like, can, can we talk about this? How can we solve this? I ended up being the one apologizing profusely, like from beginning to end, even though ultimately I did send the text for a reason. It's because I wasn't happy. I wasn't being heard. And how this friend handled it showed that she was so happy to be the victim in that scenario and wasn't at all interested in knowing why I was sending the text in the first place. And I think that's what I want anonymous to focus on is the fact that you sent this text for a reason. I'm not saying you sent it to your friend on purpose for a reason. I'm saying that you haven't been happy in this friendship for a long time. And actually that text fiasco with me kind of became a turning point in that friendship where I started to separate myself a bit. And honestly, it was one of the best things I've done.
0: I mean, what you're saying all makes sense and is correct, I think. But. (laughs) But there is a problem here. She said, not to harp on this, but this is like her only really.
1: Well, that's so this is. This is the problem. Yeah, there's some stuff to unpack there
0: for sure. I think this. I think she should start from scratch. I This is. Let me start from the top. I think this friend sucks. Mm-hmm. And I think that this was a perfect opportunity for the friend to maybe even develop a stronger bond mm. with Anonymous by saying, look, this happens to everybody and let's talk about it. What let, Let's talk this out and let's get closer. Mm-hmm. Instead, there was no empathy. Mm-hmm. Zero. So one dimensional yeah, reception yeah. to this. Like instead of kind of laughing and being like, oh. We've all done this. I guess yeah, I'm on the receiving take, end. It would take
1: a really big person, though, to, to be to scoff off. I was so fucking sick of so and so.
0: Agreed. But it's an entree for her. She has the upper hand now. She could basically go in and be like, OK, so what's up with that? selfishly, she can get a lot out of it. She could do whatever she wants. But instead, she took the route of like, there's no forgiveness for this. There's no nuance. Yeah, No one, I've never done this. It's no a, one's ever done this.
1: amazing to me is that she's not even like, why were you so fucking sick of me? Exactly. <laughs> what did I
0: do wrong? That,
1: that, and that, sh- I guess, shows a difference in personality type is because for me, if I received that text, I would be like, what have I done to make you so fucking sick of me? Like, how have I, 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 how, what, I what did I say? It, what did I it, do? It, it
0: shows a lack of humanity. Mm. for her to ghost her on this. Mm. It shows a lack of humanity even in the curiosity of it. That, that's Where's what I, the that's human what curiosity? Me. Even if
1: you find it unforgivable, it's the lack of curiosity as to why she sent it.
0: A 30-year friendship? <laughs> I would be excited to know why I was an asshole. It's- I want to know. I, I, I'd be excited. I'd be thrilled to find out why she sent that text to someone, mm. who she sent it to, what was at the bottom of it. Th- th- this is what I'll say. We just had... Uh, episode with
1: episode 181 with dr marissa g franco thank
0: you talking about how to make and preserve and maintain platonic friendships i think you anonymous need to find new friends Mm -hmm. and i think you should watch that episode listen to the episode however you digest your Mm podcast and i think that it would really help in you starting a new friendship life Mm -hmm. expand your circle this friend. She really showed her true colors. Interestingly, by you doing a terrible thing, you exposed how actually terrible she is. Mm. And I don't think she's worth your time.
1: I think it's a mistake to say because a friendship has been around for 30 years, it's therefore worth continuing to invest in. No. I almost wish that Anonymous had apologized less and been like, yes. let's talk about why Oops. I sent that. Oops,
0: let's talk about this. Yes. That's it. Yeah. That's what she should have said. Or, because- or done my strategy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The reason I say that is there's one particular friend that comes to mind where when I lean into my natural inclination to apologize, sort of as almost like a knee jerk thing. Like I'm Canadian and it's almost like, oh, sorry, like I didn't mean to blah, blah, blah. This this particular friend has a certain personality type where it's almost like it's okay. Like, she's not like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, yeah, you're apologizing when you don't need to. It's more like the more I apologize, the more she kind of acts like I have something to apologize for. Mm. And that's the vibe I'm getting here. It's like the more you apologize, the more this friend's just like, yeah, you did do horrible. Yes, you should. Yes, the thing you did was so horrible to me. I am the victim.
0: Along those lines, I think she's taking enjoyment out of this. I think she's savoring her righteousness. This
1: person loves being the victim. Honestly, it tracks with it. Everything's connected. It tracks with anonymous sending the text in the first place that she's fucking sick of this friend I, I, who's not a good friend.
0: I, I got to be honest with you. I got I think I know what anonymous should do. What I think she should send an intentional go fuck yourself.
1: Text. <laughs> I don't like to do this typically. I, I hate being like coulda woulda shoulda. This is what you should have done. Like I actually hate it when people do that. But in this situation, I think it might be helpful because Anonymous does have a track record with like kind of a rocky friendship situation. So Anonymous, just reading over this, I feel maybe what you should have done would be to A, apologize less and more be like, clearly that wasn't meant to be sent to you, but... Honestly, I have been having frustrations in our friendship and like it was cowardly of me to, to send, you know, I, sh- I should have just called you directly. And then and like I'm calling you right now, like literally like put it on her to not answer your call. Do you know what I mean? I, I even though she says that their friendship is not normally handled in a direct fashion like this. One thing I've actually learned from you, Andy, you've taught me this and more so with regards to like business and work. But you're very right about this. Nothing can replace talking on the phone yes. in real time as
0: a matter of fact if i had sent that text and i didn't use my other strategy yeah i would have picked up the phone immediately no follow-up text no time in between mm-hmm. as soon as i got my stomach back in its central position in my body yeah i would have picked up the phone and i would have given her a call
1: yeah this is one of those situations where the rules by which your friendship functions or has functioned historically for the last three years it's yeah this is a different category you're not going to handle it in the same way that you've handled all the other conflict this is a phone call situation and it's worth mentioning that when that happened to me in my late 20s i did call the friend right away and her how she handled that showed me a lot she was impossible to reach i kept calling i texted her to say when when are you free when can we talk on the phone like i think that you know we should get to the bottom of this and the fact that she continued to play victim but also wouldn't talk to me on the phone to know why i was upset in the first place was so much information
0: you never want to be in relationships of any kind with someone who savors punishing you
1: yes Yes, what I learned about that particular friend was that she relished being the victim in that situation. And the irony, of course, is that this particular friend, too, was the ultimate shit talker. She talked shit about everyone in a way that I was acutely aware of how much she must be talking shit about me. There you go. And so it is kind of rich when that's turned around in this way where they're suddenly the victim.
0: It takes one to know one. It
1: does take one to know one. Okay. So moving on from what you should have done, because that's not really helpful. <laughs> I just think it's, you know, if anyone's listening and is in a similar situation, but anonymous at the top of your email, you talk about how this is the only time you laugh. And you mention you don't have a partner, you don't have friends. I, what I implore you to do is take a little responsibility in the fact that you're the common denominator in that. I'm not saying that that makes your friend correct in the situation because I right. don't think it does, but you know, you create your own reality to some extent and certainly your own social circle to some extent. And what does it say about how proactive you're being if the one friend that you say you had is from 30 years ago
0: Mm -hmm. And, and
1: even she has frustrated you there's a passivity there, yeah. a lack of like getting out, out of your shell or thinking outside the box or being creative right. and being forward and all these things that might be uncomfortable now, but could ultimately cultivate a social circle and a, a life that would really fill your cup.
0: I completely agree. I think this is one of those questions where it's really like a red herring or a Trojan horse. Totally. Where the real issue is that anonymous, you have to expand your social circle. Yes. Also upgrade to iOS 16.1 <laughs> immediately. But you really need to forget about this person. Mm -hmm. Eventually, maybe they'll come back around and be like, you know what? Maybe that's a little hard on you. Who cares? This is the past. It's 30 years of your past. Yeah. Let's get some new friends.
1: You are quite literally a different person than you were when you first met and became friends with this person. Yeah. You know what? I think she feels shame. She, She feels like sick about it, which I totally understand. Trust me. I know so acutely that feeling of regret that you feel. But- I think hemming and hawing over it and kind of like spiraling over it and trying to fix it. It's broken. Let this go. This was already broken before you sent that text. Yeah. It was the reason you sent that text. Because yes. it was broken.
0: I actually also just to end on a lighter note, I have a funny story about sending oh, a wrong text. Okay. Funny now, probably not funny at the time. <laughs> okay. I once had a very like the the one nightiest stand of one night stands.
1: <laughs> this is already funny.
0: Yeah. So this girl left my apartment, and I happened to be in a conversation with my mother about something she was going through. Uh. <laughs> it was late at night. It was, she was is like there having an a hard I time. I love
1: you. Coming here. <laughs> okay. What, what was the exact wording? Oh my god.
0: There was no exact wording. It was literally "I love you." <laughs> Yeah. Needless to say, I never heard from that girl again.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, interesting. Wait, but would you have wanted to? Uh, probably, I, that probably, gone,
0: probably not.
1: That could have been horrible in a different direction where like suddenly she was like, oh, my God. Oh,
0: no, 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 no. She was she was gone with the wind. <laughs> that was the end of that. But I always wanted to to hear her appreciate how funny that was. Yeah. And I never got that. Wait. So, did, so you followed
1: up with? Sorry, I meant to send that to my mom, and she never replied.
0: No, I actually never responded at all. <laughs> I was too mortified to even ever send a text again.
1: Wait. So you said I love you, and that's the last text in that thread. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> you know that takes balls on your part that you didn't. You, you
0: know what it was in. like? It was like like an artwork. It was a piece of art that I didn't want to ruin. I wanted it to stay that way.
1: Oh wow. Okay, anonymous. I want you to get out there and make some friends. Don't rely too much. She said she had an adult daughter. I don't rely too much on having adult children as being your social life. And finally, please stop self-flagellating over this. Because remember, your friend, while yes, what you did was shitty, your friend had zero curiosity as to how she could frustrate you or make you so upset or whatever she could have contributed to that situation in the first place. Yeah. All right. Good luck.
0: Okay. okay.
1: <laughs> Keeping with tradition yeah. of advertising First Leaf, we love First Leaf so much, and we feel so classy drinking our First mm-hmm. Leaf that we always sing a classical sing. Was that singing? Sing a classical piece. I've got to say First Leaf has not only known exactly what I would like in a wine, it's also taught me a lot about my own tastes. With First Leaf, you fill out the online questionnaire of what you like, what you don't like in wine or in food even. Let's say you have no idea what you like when it comes to wine, but you know that you like chocolate, you don't like mushrooms, you like fruit, you don't like mineral flavors that all gets thrown into their algorithm, I suppose. And they know exactly what wines to send you.
0: This is about putting to rest the shame that people feel about not knowing anything about wine. Yes. You shouldn't feel shame. You might actually be responsible for some shame if you know too much about wine. (laughs) So why not have a service that tells you what you want to drink in wine? Mm -hmm. I don't want to guess when it comes to wine. I just want to know what I'm getting and I want to know that what I'm getting is something I like.
1: And that's the thing. Your alternative is to go to a wine store and either trust the salesperson there, trust that they have the same taste as you, or you just end up buying the exact same bottles of wine over and over again because you're like, oh, I know I like it. Like, that's not fun. I really love how first leaf will take your tastes and then based on your thumbs up and thumbs down with each delivery, they will continue to funnel down your exact taste so that each wine you receive is not only one that you... kind of like, but one that you really love.
0: Yes. And no matter how much someone knows about wine, they don't know what you like. Yes. You know what you like.
1: I also think this is a fantastic gift for someone who is a wine drinker. Tremendous. Like even whether they're a novice or an expert level, it doesn't get better than this.
0: No. This is the elevated version of getting someone a bottle of wine as a yes. gift.
1: Yes. Plus, it's delivered to their door.
0: So sign up for First Leaf today, and you'll get your first six bottles for thirty nine ninety five plus free shipping.
1: Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash Shandy. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash Shandy to get your first six bottles for only thirty nine ninety five plus free shipping.
0: tryfirstleaf.com slash Shandy.
1: Andy, one of the things I despise most about adulting is looking after... You know, like we need a lot of maintenance, our homes, our bodies. We just need to look after ourselves constantly, clean ourselves, take medication for ourselves and seeing the right doctor, booking those appointments. Those are like non-glamorous, but absolutely necessary things we all have to do.
0: And you want to do them right. Mm
1: -hmm. You don't want to
0: screw up. I've been to doctors that are no good. And then you know what I do? I'd go to another doctor for the same thing.
1: Yeah, that's real fun, right? Having to do it again because it wasn't right the first time.
0: ZocDoc takes out those kinds of errors. Yes. ZocDoc allows you to, for the first time, go to the right doctor. A doctor that has great reviews Mm -hmm. is near you. And can see you at the time you want.
1: Yes. And not only can you filter by whether or not that doctor takes your insurance, which is huge. This is a game changer. We can't talk about this enough. The fact that you don't have to call the office to be like, do you take so-and-so insurance? And by the way,
0: I've done that before. They've told me yes. And then they didn't.
1: There's also that. Yes. And then on top of that, within ZocDoc, you can actually book the appointment. So you don't have to, I mean, I don't want to say that you don't want to talk to humans anymore, but it is pretty nice to know right off the bat, they take your insurance and you can book it. You don't have to make another phone call being like, oh, can you see me on so-and-so date at 3 p.m.? You can see right there their availability. And sometimes those doctors can see you in the next 24 hours. And we have to quickly touch on the crowdsourcing of reviews. Because when you get hundreds of reviews for a doctor, you know whether or not their bedside manner is good. You know whether or not they're really good at what they do.
0: I've never been to a doctor on ZocDoc where the reviews are excellent. And the doctor shit. And
1: that's actually happened to me, the reverse. I've gone to a doctor before who didn't have great reviews on ZocDoc, but I was like, oh, I'm sure it's fine. Whatever, they're close, it's convenient. And the reviews were right. Uh oh. <laughs> so are you okay? I, you know, I'm fine, but I did have to end up doing it all over again with uh, someone else. Who
0: wants to do that? No one. You know what seeing a doctor is like? It's like saying goodbye to someone at a party. You don't want to have to do it twice.
1: ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them.
0: Go to ZocDoc.com Shandy and download the ZocDoc app for free.
1: Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours.
0: That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Shandy zocdoc slash Shandy
1: alright this next question is from making an effort hi Shandy I have been listening to you two for about a year now after a good friend recommended your podcast to me and I have been hooked
0: way to go good friend
1: <laughs> while I love your recaps and love fest episodes the Q&A's are definitely my favorite thank you effort
0: <laughs> effort <laughs> you gotta change your name <laughs>
1: I would like your advice on something that I think is a relatively small issue in our relationship, but my boyfriend finds it to be a very big deal. I am a 32-year-old female, and my boyfriend is a 35-year-old male, and we live in Los Angeles. We have been dating for just over six months, and we align on a lot of topics. Future family plans, religious and political beliefs, life goals, and outlooks. We get along well and feel comfortable being very open with each other. We have hit a hiccup with something that we don't align on, Dancing. He loves to dance. He tells happy stories about living it up at weddings, parties, clubs, and dancing the night away. I, however, am not much of a dancer. I may bob my head to a live band, but outside of that, I find dancing to be rather uncomfortable. We went out to a bar that had a DJ and a dance floor last weekend, and we got a few drinks at the bar. The dance floor was pretty empty for the first couple of hours we were there, but as it began to fill up, I could tell that he wanted to get on the floor and dance. I didn't want to. My vibe is more of a lounge type setting of chatting and maybe watching a live band, not getting on my feet and boogieing. I knew it was coming and he finally tried to convince me to dance. I denied him twice, but was adamant that he is welcome to dance even with other people. I just didn't have any interest in doing it. I know I sound like a wet blanket, but this is something that I have never had much interest in doing, and he knows this. This bar wasn't the plan for the night, and I didn't realize what I was getting into. Otherwise, I would have lowered his expectations sooner. He knows that dancing is something that I don't have interest in doing, so I was a little frustrated he put me in that situation." We left shortly after I denied him and discussed it more when we got back to my apartment. I told him that I knew I disappointed him, but that dancing just isn't my thing. Trying to find a way to meet him halfway, I suggested that we take a dance class together i thought that
0: (laughs) that's what i was going to (laughs) suggest yeah i was waiting for it but she took it
1: i thought that may be a way to get more comfortable with the idea of dancing and give me a base to start from to feel comfortable with getting on a random dance floor at a bar Mm -hmm. he strongly refused saying that dancing is something that should just come from within Mm -hmm. it's not something you should take a class for i told him that it doesn't come naturally to me and that a class would be a good way to get me started trying it and it could be something fun to do together He still refused, insisting the only way to do it is to get on the dance floor, throw caution to the wind, and just dance. That's funny. Just (laughs) dance. (laughs)
0: Sounds like a choreographer.
1: That's actually, I think that's a Jamiroquois. Just dance. There's a song. There's a call.
0: Just so, dance. Just <laughs> dance. That's all I know. <laughs>
1: I thought that dance lessons were a decent compromise and that it showed that I am making an effort to do something that I have refused to do for 32 years of my life. Wow. The issue didn't resolve, but we have let it go at this point, but I am certain that it will come up as an issue again in the future. It's frustrating to me that something Like This is such an issue when so many other things align. I have told him that he can go out and dance with his friends and enjoy this however he chooses. But I can also understand that he wants to be able to connect with me as his partner specifically on this. I just feel like he only wants to do this on his own terms, though. What is the solution to this? Do I cave and throw myself into a situation where I will feel very uncomfortable and just hope that he's right in that we may both enjoy ourselves? Or do I push him to try my compromise of a dance lesson and ease myself in? Please help sincerely making an effort.
0: Okay. First of all, I'm I'm with effort. By the way, effort, <laughs> if it wasn't a word, yeah. actually a decent name.
1: Totally. But for some, the meaning of the word effort makes it it hilarious as a name. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, So I am with effort. I am that person. I've never been a like We're anytime time. So it's like, oh, I can't wait to go out and go dancing. I'm like, yeah. really? That's not what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to just getting drunk. I kind but, of
1: almost <laughs> judge those people a bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, a little. I, yeah, I'm always. I'm a little judgy too. But I respect it. Yeah. It's just something I don't speak. I don't speak that language. And, I, and look, it takes me a few drinks, and I'll start dancing. And I'm mm-hmm. never like, I never fully get into it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, this is all right. Then I'm like, okay, two songs. That's enough. Let's go back to the bar and chat. Yeah. I'm much more of a chatter. Yeah. I like a good we, chat. We
1: relate to you, effort in that we would prefer a sort of loungy setting where yeah. you can hear each other speak. We're both not big dancers.
0: No, you are, is... you're similar to me. You're probably a little more of a dancer than me. And what? you're a very cute dancer.
1: I Well, so first, I'm not a good dancer. This We have to get this out but of the you're way.
0: you're so, it's so cute. Wait, oh, so you, you agree? Bop.
1: You agree that I'm not a good dancer? No, no, you're a good,
0: you're a good not good dancer. You're no, very no, good not. at not being a dancer.
1: Okay, okay, I do bop. You bop. I have like it's, two it's moves. It's like a bop. <laughs>
0: It's cute because you're so into it, too. You're like, let's dance. And then you're like. (laughs) This is funny. It's very cute. But neither of us are big dancers. You are 100% not weird. This is a lot of people feel Mm -hmm. this way. Trust me it's just that the people who are really into dancing are much more vocal about oh, dancing yeah. as always is yeah. the case with- and
1: it, you know what bothers me too there it's sort of like being a really good singer and being like just sing it should yeah, come, right. from it within. come from within it's like there is skill involved in dancing and if you have zero of it this is a lot more uncomfortable than for someone who naturally has rhythm or grew up dancing or just has well, it in the thing, them it's not
0: really about the skill it's about the rhythm you have to have really innate rhythm to be a good yeah, but dancer there's also
1: skill because i have decent mm, rhythm you can just
0: sort of do stupid stuff as long as it's in rhythm it kind of looks normal oh right? so my
1: bopping therefore your bopping
0: is in rhythm <laughs> yeah you got your bopping is like a metronome <laughs> yeah you're literally like if there's don't, one thing don't. i have
1: it's rhythm i just don't have any of the skill no no
0: it's 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 so cute just thinking about it warms my heart but it is totally not wrong of you to say look i'm just not into dancing it makes me uncomfortable you enjoy it you can even go dance with other girls i don't even care do whatever you need to do i'm just not gonna be very into this but but I will say this. As a partner, and in this applies to all relationships, if there's something your partner really loves and wishes they could share with you, you should make some effort. And you did do the effort with the, with the dancing lessons. That was a very good call. I was going to recommend that. There should be some effort to try to find a middle ground. And this is how I think you should try this. This is this. Oh. Are you ready?
1: Yeah, I am ready. I'm excited.
0: <laughs> okay. Wait till you're totally home alone. And I mean no chance of interruption, nothing. Like you're alone for hours by yourself. You can get naked and go crazy. Have a drink, put on your favorite music. I don't know what music it is. Um Preferably not classical, I guess, because I don't know if you're going like, <laughs> we, you we know. know what you mean. Dave. Yeah, the like music, pop music of the, some sort. The music
1: sorts. that you would most likely dance to yeah. if you were to dance.
0: Yes. And just start dancing Like I know they always say dance like no one's watching, but that's no one will be watching and do it. Just move and see where your body takes you and really get into it. Like just just do what you do to make your body happy during that song and see where it goes. And if you get to a point where you're like, oh, this isn't that bad, do it in front of a mirror. This is gonna be so embarrassing that you're gonna be embarrassed for yourself, but let it go. Can I get to a place by myself with a song that I like where I actually feel kind of good about moving to the music and does it look not totally embarrassing? And then if you get to a point where that works, then that's the way to train yourself into doing it in a real time event. And honestly, as embarrassing as it is, I've done that. Mm. As a teenager in high school, I did that. It was so mortifying. I looked back and even then I was like, God, oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> but it kind of worked. I kind of was like, oh, this is my thing. This I, I my found move. a move. I was like, I had a move. Like it was like, a, like a I don't know, it was a terrible move. It was maybe the worst move of all time. But it worked for me. And it got me girls sometimes. I even got girls from this terrible dancing. Oh,
1: that's cute. But it
0: it worked because you have to just let it go. And the fact is, he's right about that. You could be the worst dancer in the world. It can even be funny. As a matter of fact, there's nothing. Is there nothing more entertaining than watching someone who's a terrible oh dancer dance on the dance floor like they're so into it? Oh,
1: it's actually I would rather watch that than an amazing dance. Who wants to watch an amazing dancer? No, there's a million amazing dancers. I'll go I to the ballet. Watch, I, wanna, I don't need that. Yeah. And not in a haha ha, that person sucks funny. It's more in like I want to be that person when I grow yes, up.
0: Not giving a shit yeah. and preferably in rhythm. Preferably in rhythm. Well,
1: Okay. Okay. So I actually love your advice for this. I love your advice. It reminds me of like singing in the shower. I actually yeah. think singing and dancing, you know, they're often lumped together. And I think for good reason. Yes. Because we've said before that Very we think. vulnerable. Yes. And we've said before that singing is basically pitch and affect. Yeah. I honestly think dancing is just rhythm and any movement, literally anything. Like as long as it's on rhythm, you're dancing. Yeah. Right. There's no right or wrong. And the saying dance like nobody's watching. The good news is nobody is watching. No one cares. No
0: one cares. No one. Unless you go yeah, nuts. Which I'm I am saying like full flash dancing craziness <laughs> on the dance floor. Which I don't floor. picture effort doing. Yeah, Saturday Night Fever. You're not doing that. Yeah. No one gives one solitary turd yeah. about your not great dancing. Yeah. Nobody. No one. And your partner will be so psyched. He'll be like, oh, she's the bad dancer and she's going through this pain for me. Isn't yeah. that so sweet?
1: Or he would just find it cute the way you find my bopping cute. Yes. My rhythmic bopping.
0: Yes. It's very cute.
1: It's very we bad. We should get a
0: video of it sometime. So
1: the first time I read this email, I was like, oh, she doesn't want to dance. She shouldn't have to dance. But I actually, and I say this, uh, uh, sorry, I called her anonymous. It's effort. <laughs> effort. I say this as someone who I I was you. Like, I really was. I would never danced. I never did it. Mm-hmm. I base I'm, I'm a drunk dancer. I only dance yeah, yeah. when I've oh, had... Yeah several drinks and the right song comes on. I joke that the stars have to align for me to dance. It's always uncomfortable for me. Sure. That first time when I get out there and I'm, even when I'm tipsy and the right song comes on, I'm like, I'm like, this is the moment. Like I have to seize that moment. And if I don't, then I don't end up dancing for the rest of the night. But the times that I have seized it, I end up having a really nice time and no one really is watching you. And there is something freeing, about, God, it's so cliche, about, you know, stepping outside your comfort zone and doing the thing that scares you. Yeah,
0: it's like peeing in the woods. (laughs) Is
1: it like peeing in the woods? It is
0: like peeing in the woods.
1: And to bring it back to what you said, Andy, about, you know, these little compromises, it's like, am I that interested in boxing? No, I had never seen a boxing match in my life, but you love boxing so much that on a Saturday night, you'll be like, oh, there's some good box on tonight. And I'm like, really? And we'll often... Like it's not like we spend the whole night watching. Like you'll end up watching the undercards later on your own. But the big fight that you're really excited about, I will watch with you because you you're just so into it. And and I've you know I've learned some stuff, and it's it's just a sweet thing to to share that it's with a your good, partner. Good parallel. Oh, I'm not saying that you should do something that makes you uncomfortable. All I'm saying is that doing something that makes you uncomfortable once in a blue moon might make you a happy you did it and be less uncomfortable about it over time.
0: And you're going to take the elephant out of the room because for the rest of your life, dancing is always going to be this elephant in the room. Mm. And if you just do it and you say, yeah, I'm not, this is not great dancing, but at least I'm doing it. From then on, it's no longer the elephant. You're just like, oh, we're dancing. Okay, let's dance. Who cares? The dancing's not great. I'm not that into it, but I'm dancing. It's no longer a big, heavy thing that you have to stress about.
1: Yeah. And I also don't think it should be something that you feel like you have to do every weekend now. True.
0: The thing about this is that Differs from other almost everything. Where it's something the person's uncomfortable with, but their partner wants them to do it, mm-hmm. I would say don't do it.
1: One hundred percent. Yeah.
0: There's no victim here. Yeah. This is unfortunately this is the most innocent thing. Yeah. It's unfortunately for you because of its innocence puts you in a position where you kind of have to try
1: <laughs> because of its innocence. All right. Good luck. Efforts. <laughs> i think that's a wrap andy for this q and a that's the end of that Yeah. yeah if you enjoyed what you heard today you know what we will ask of you and that is to like subscribe hit the notification bell follow us on instagram and TikTok, leave us apple and
0: spotify podcast
1: ratings and reviews and generally do all of the things shall we dance the rest of this all of the things that you would do to support a podcast that you enjoy and that dances horribly for you Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. (laughs) Bye-bye.
0: Dear Shandy.